for me, uh, the light bulb, aha, <laughs> like, oh, wow, I'm getting my time back. It's like you get your life back or something when you now have your, the ability to manage your own schedule. Pay sure we can do better. I don't believe in the rigid 9 to 5, 40-hour work week. Life is short, and people spend way too much of it working. You deserve more time to do the things that light you up so you can show up in the world as the best version of yourself. The Pretty Sure We Can Do Better podcast will explore all the ways you can create more freedom and flexibility in your life so you will feel less stressed and more empowered to make a difference in the world. The world needs you to be happier. The world needs you to feel more fulfilled. The world needs you to smile more, and I know we can get you there. Each week, we will hear from people who are doing this well. We will gain insights into how they are creating the life they've always wanted. I'm your host, Angie Cazares, and together, I'm pretty sure we can do better. Welcome back to Pretty Sure We Can Do Better. Are you ready for a great episode this week? Because I am so excited to introduce our guest, Adeniki McKinday. Adeniki is a purpose and career coach. So what that means is that this woman gets to spend her time helping people find meaningful work and follow their purpose. I mean, how cool is that? I mean, to me, I've heard that and I was just like, oh my gosh, that sounds kind of like a dream job. But so yeah, super cool. We had so many good topics come up during our conversation, but one of my favorites was how when you feel fulfilled in the work that you do and have control over your schedule, it bleeds into all aspects of your life. Adeniki mentions how her kids noticed that she wasn't happy when she was leaving for work. Oh, is mom going to be happy today? I hope mom's happy today. And that just really helped her flip a switch. It's so true. When you go to a job that drains you, when you aren't satisfied, if it's a toxic toxic work culture, it can really, really affect all of your other relationships in your life. And that really hit home for me. I remember feeling that a few times throughout my career. And that was one of the main reasons that I really wanted to do this, you know, so I would be happier for my kids so I could be more present with my kids. And yeah, it just really, really hit home for me. That was just one of the many topics that we covered in this interview. So I'm really excited for you to meet Adeniki. I won't babble on any longer. Here she is. Hey, Adeniki, how are you? I'm doing good, Angie. I hope you're doing good. I am. Nice fall day here in Indiana. I know. Perfect day. actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to get started and just have you share with everybody a little bit of your, of your background and kind of what your day-to-day looks like as far as the work that you do. Absolutely. So as far as my background, um, you know, I started out, um, maybe like a lot of us did mash doing a mad dash up the corporate ladders. Like what I usually, that's how I usually describe it. I started out, um, early career with a a company actually that is no longer around, but it was a great company to start, um, as a a new grad. Um, I started with Sears in their management training program and, and learned a lot, you know, uh, in that particular season of life, you know, really, I I really started to really probably understand, you know, who I was and kind of what my strengths and my passions were in that first job. And so fast forward, you know, I did probably another 20 plus years in a variety of things, training, HR, project management, administration, just a ton of different things. Um, And really just came to a point in my life, to be quite honest with you, where 
you know, I decided, hey, I'm kind of tired of going around in circles, you know, kind of, I get in here, I start learning, you know, learning and doing for other people, you know, working, you know, in these environments. Um, I was often told I did the work of two, sometimes even three people. And I mean, I was literally like pouring myself out, you know, uh, for these other, for these other uh, companies and never really doing exactly what I wanted to do. So for me, you know, it, I, I really came to a, a crossroads, um, probably about, it's been about seven, eight years ago that I decided that, you know what, I'm going to stop really take inventory of what it is I really want to do. What is my purpose, you know, here on this earth, um, and really start to pursue that. And so that's kind of, I actually didn't formally start my business till about three years ago, but that's kind of where the journey brought me. Okay. Awesome. So what, what did you do when you were in that moment and you're like, ah, I don't know what I want to do. What was the first thing that you did to figure out what your purpose is? I feel like this is, this is a, this is a common, I mean, not to just dive right in, but like, this is a common, this is a common occurrence where somebody's sitting there and just like, man, yeah, I don't know what I meant to do. I had that moment for sure too. I would see other people like my sister, she's a music teacher. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, that is her purpose. She's amazing at that. I would see other people and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's their calling. And I'm just like, what am I supposed to do? So (laughs) it's common. I think everybody goes through this. So what did you do? What was your first thing that you did? Well, I would say it wasn't so much what I did. It was what I, what I thought, like it it became like the decision that I made mentally. So it was a mental shift. If you, you know, if you would, I remember sitting there and I said, you know what? I need to sit down and figure out what I will do and what I won't do anymore. And so that was the first step for me. I sat down and I said, you know what? I'm done with these types of industries. I'm no longer going to apply for work for, or, you know, not that there was anything wrong with them, but I just came to a place where, you know what, that's not for me. And I said, this is what, you know, I feel like I'm more drawn to. So for me, it was a decision of sitting down and saying, I've got to figure out specifically um, what you know, what type of work I want to do, the type of people I want to work with. So it was that decision process. I did sit down. I started reading tons of books. So I went and, you know, I've always been a a voracious reader, but, you know, I kind of gotten out of the habit of it, you know, because, you know, work, kids, family, all that stuff. But I literally, I went to the library and just got a bunch of books and just start reading a bunch of books, autobiographies and things like that, just to kind of get me pumped and excited about the fact that, hey, this is what I'm supposed to be doing pursuing my purpose. You know, this is how I'm going to really make an impact in the world. So that was a first step for me. Yeah. Soak up as much knowledge as you can from everywhere else. There's so many resources even out there now where you can just see videos and hear people talk and Ted talks and podcasts and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes you need to, you you just need to know that, you know, you need that inspiration. Sometimes, you know, when you're, when you're getting going to your point, when you really don't know, okay, where do I start? It's just, you know, you get inspired to just do something when you're listening to other people who did something. Right. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which is why I started this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. nice. (laughs) So I don't think, I think I kind of jumped the gun, but in asking you that question, because I got excited. But what is, what is the day to, like, what do you do in your work? We kind of okay. jumped over that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I thought you asked me that at first, but then I'm We like, did, but then I got excited and I didn't let you. <laughs> no worries. So, um, yeah, what I do is, um, 
my, my titles are purpose coaching career strategist. And again, the way, the reason I go, you know, by those particular titles is because, you know, there's a lot of career coaches out there, but I feel like my niche, my specialty and my calling is really to help people find that purpose and joy in, in work, in their work. So that is the first thing that I help people to do. If you're looking for just another job, I'm not the person for you, but if you really come to a crossroads and you're saying, I really have to find purpose in life, I really, or not in life necessarily, but certainly then uh, that's where I step in and help. And I also have a deep expertise in the whole career development process because I did that for many years. And so that's the second part of what I do. So cool. Yeah. So do you mainly work with, with clients one-on-one to help them find their purpose or? Yeah. So, you know, like I said, starting out, yes, because again, it's an intensive type of work. You know, you know, I, I personally sit down and interview all my clients. You know, we go through several interviews because I find that, you know, when people are sitting and talking and you start asking them questions, things start to come up that assessments typically won't necessarily pull out. And so, um, yes, I work one-on-one. I actually am in the process of building some courses and, you know, have some, I've done some group programs as well. So I've actually been invited to speak at a at group homes for youth youth serving organizations and do purpose workshop for for high schoolers and oh nice yeah so i mean i'm really starting to expand it out but primarily i do one-on-one at this point so it's cool because you took your biggest struggle which was i don't know what my purpose is and then that is what you turned into your career that's exactly which, right. which is, is one thing that I, I tell people to think about a lot is, you know, what was your biggest issue? What was your like thing that caused you the most pain? And then you can help other people overcome that, how you did it. So that is so cool. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> so for you, it was less, it was less about like maybe wanting more freedom for yourself, but it, it was kind of like as less of a, about like a time freedom for you, but more kind of like, I just want to find my purpose and do meaningful work. Or was it a little bit of both? It it was definitely both. It was definitely both. When I sat down and thought about what is the number one thing I want to do? You know, you know, okay, so I I found my purpose. That's great. You know, when I thought about, okay, but you know, why, why do I want to find my purpose? And what, you know, what, what is the ultimate end goal? The number one thing that bubbled to the top for me was that, that freedom of schedule, that flexibility, because I feel like, you know, the work that I'm doing right now is really just a vehicle for the work that I'm actually supposed to be doing. So, I mean, I I feel called to really travel the world. I feel, you know, called to missions work, uh, again, working with young people in, in, in in a variety of different ways. And so, having the freedom, you know, the time to do that type of thing, you know, certainly you have to have a level of, you know, financial freedom to do that. But also, like I said, for me, the biggest thing, when I really sat down and contemplated, I remember having this thought, oh my God, I, this is what happened. Actually, when I was thinking about leaving my corporate job and thinking about, well, what's the number one thing that I want to do? It wasn't go out and make a million dollars. It was like, oh my God, I will have my schedule. I will be able to, you know, make my schedule the way that I want it. So for me, uh, the light bulb, aha, <laughs> like, oh, wow, I'm getting my time back. It's like you get your life back or something when you now have your, the ability to manage your own schedule. So yes. you know, that was huge for me. That was huge for me. I could not agree more. Yeah, same. That was like my, one of my number one driving forces was I want to be able to do a podcast at Thurs on Thursday at 10 a.m. with Ada Nikki so I can do that now. 
that's right. That's awesome. So huge. That's huge. So and when you, anybody would say that anybody, you know, no matter what your reason for jumping out here, yes, you're going to be pursuing purpose. But I think anybody at the end of the day, when you go down to the root, 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 root cause, there's going to be that freedom and flexibility um, portion, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So when you were thinking this and you had that thought and you, what, what's, how did you prepare to actually take the leap? to leave a steady income, like a, you know, I don't know, benefits or whatever. And you were stepping out on your own. Yeah. One, I want to know how did you kind of get over the fear of that maybe, or, Mm -hmm. you know, that, and then also, you know, kind of what was the more practical steps that you took? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, once you come to that conclusion that I can't do this anymore, this is not it, you know, for me, it, it just became a matter of, okay, you know, well, what, what is it I'm going to do? And so my brain really started to start giving me an exit strategy. So it's like all that energy, it used to be when I would come to work and it wasn't a bad job. It wasn't a bad company, but I just was done with doing that. You know, once I decided I'm about to do something else, all of a sudden my energy shifted and everything started to Uh, everything started to come together in form of an exit strategy. So all of a sudden I started getting all these ideas. I need to check on my 401k. I need to check on, you know, I need to start going to uh, score meetings. I need to start uh, connecting, you know, going to networking groups. And so it literally, I sat down and started thinking, okay, what's something, what, how can I form an exit plan and start getting myself set up so that um, it's going to be, you know, so that I'll be ready to make that leap. So it, it, it took me about a year and a half before I formally made the leap after the decision had been made. Um, I did, I started attending networking groups. I I just said, I'm gonna attend two networking groups every week, no matter what. Um, I put that in place. Um, And then I said, I started, I put a budget. I, I really started looking, okay, what do I need bare minimum? When I leave here, I looked at that from a financial perspective to see, okay, this is what I would need the business to make. And so there were some very practical things that I, I began to do. You know, I have, I have to share this because again, this was an integral part of what made me, when you mentioned the fear part, you know, I have a very deep faith. And so for me, um, I felt like, you know, I really can't fail. You know, <laughs> I was like, you know, I'm going after something that if I feel like, you know, uh, God is a creator and he created me to do something and I'm going after that, then, you know, I- I'm in alignment there. And so I really can't fail. So for me, it was a combination of just, you know, like I said, um, just, just that deep faith. And then also, like I said, putting those practical things in place. By the time I left, there was no question. I couldn't stay. It's like, I wasn't scared. The only thing I was scared of is that I had to stay one more day. And that yes. yeah. <laughs> that's the only thing I, I, I wasn't scared because, you know, I done my due diligence and at the end of the day, nothing's ever going to be perfect. The season is never going to be exactly right. And so some things actually happened on my job that made it easier for me to go. They started to do some restructuring that literally was going to, it, it really was, it, it wasn't going to affect me in terms of losing my job. It was going to just affect the way I like to work. A lot of the autonomy was being removed and things of that nature. And so it was just a, a bunch of things that came together. And then I just knew now's the time. Yeah. It was like all that just gave me chills. I, I yeah. love that. And so many people can relate to that moment. Yeah. And I just love what you said about once the decision had been made, it was just, it was made and you knew you had to do it. Like yeah. that's, the thing when you just like your heart is racing and you're like, okay, 
that just means you're supposed to do it. And I love that you were just like, nope, there's a will, there's a way I'm doing it. I'm doing it. it. There was just no way I wasn't not going to do it. I mean, and I think that that's that's the decision people have to come to. Because some people, you know, they're playing around with it. You know, they really want something different, but they haven't really made up in their mind that you know they're they're ready to kind of give up the comfort of you know the whole check coming in every two weeks, benefits and things like that. You're not really giving anything up. You're really just replacing it with, you know, a different form of something. But you you have to just kind of be willing to say to yourself, hey, this thing is going to, when I jump, it's all going to, it's going to come together. It's going to look different. Yes. And that can be scary, but it's all going to come together. But once you make that decision, honestly, there's something about making a decision that just makes things start happening. Again, it's just kind of, I think the way the universe is wired. Yeah, yeah. When I mean, you make that decision, it's just like things like boom, boom, boom. Yep, you, here you go. It's the energy that you're putting out and, you know, out there in the world. Yeah, for sure. So I know, I know you mentioned you have kids. Yep, I do. So what did, did, did they come into your thinking at all? Like family and, and making this decision? I know it's a lot of times if you're single, it's like, okay, I'm single. Like, I've got like, it's fine. But when you're supporting a family, that can also be a little bit more of a like, ooh, like yeah, a hesitation, yeah. you know, like, mm, maybe I, sh- you know, that's stability. I need stability for my kids, like all of these things. Did you yeah. think about any of that? Or what did that look like? Well, I'll tell you what, you know, certainly, um, you know, my kids are, are much older now. They're 17 and 19. Back when I was first making that decision, you know, and thinking through that, you know, what, what, what actually, this is the thing, Angie. I remember the day I came home from work and I had just been struggling. I mean, I was just struggling. I was so ready to go. And I remember my daughter, she's probably six or seven at the time. She went around the corner and and said to her brother, oh man, I hope mom's going to be happy today. And that struck me. Yep, yep, yep. That was kind of a turning point for me because I'm like, you know, I'm miserable at work. I'm, this is starting to kind of uh, leak into, you know, my home life to where my daughter actually notices it. I was like, what am I really giving them? Am I, am I, am I modeling for them that, you know, you need to grind it out and and go to a job and and be unhappy. And so for me, that statement, when I heard her say that statement, I was like, no, I'm going to turn this thing around. I'm going to model for them what it means to actually, you know, be, you know, happy in life. And so for me, that's, when they started seeing me doing something that I loved and, you know, yes, it was hard work and yes, we had to make an adjustments, but you know, the, the atmosphere and the energy of joy that kind of came from that for me, that made it super easy. Uh, you know, yeah, they saw me struggle a little bit, you know, with certain things in the business, but we always recovered. We always rebounded. And like I said, we were happy. We were happier than we had been when I was doing a nine to five. So for me, it was not an issue. They supported me. <laughs> they supported me fully. And I believe that I was able to model for them like I said, that, you know, hey, you don't have to get stuck and just stay because you feel like you're dependent on, you know, a check and, and benefits as it were. So that is huge. I yeah. love all of that. <laughs> again, chills. Again, chills. <laughs> it's chilly in here. <laughs> I mean, it's so true, yeah. though. I mean, when you when you are happy and fulfilled, it trickles into all your other relationships. It does without question. And you know, kids speak the truth. So they I mean, there's, there's no filter there. So it's like, oh, mom's not happy. You know, they yeah. can see it. That they is, can see it. It's true. That yeah. is so true. So would you say you've had to sacrifice anything along the way to kind of get to where you are? You know what? I, I thought about that question and I'm trying to think. I'm like, 
honestly, I, I don't feel like anything was a sacrifice. I mean, you know, like I said, did we have, did we have a few hard places, you know, that, you know, I had to kind of maneuver through, you know, there were some, you know, financial adjustments even after I had to leave. But honestly, I don't consider it a sacrifice. I just think it's part of what you do when you're pursuing what you love. And like I said, it, you know, it, the fruit on the other end was so worth any so-called sacrifices that, um, no, I really don't. I, I just can't think of anything that I would consider a sacrifice. Yes, hard places, mm-hmm. but not really a sacrifice. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so who has been, I mean, other than your kids, is anybody else? I, I love that you said you went to networking groups and things like that to get started. Was there anybody else that just kind of played a pivotal role in and you doing this or your success? Yeah, well, the only, uh, you know, I, I was um, kind of thinking about that because to be honest with you, I, I really didn't have any role models for, you know, the types of businesses that I wanted to do. But um, I just do, I, I was in, I lived for Colorado, I lived in Colorado for two, for two years during this whole period, you know, this last 10 years. Um, and I did, I had, um, actually it was a, a pastor at a church that I attended. He was this major entrepreneur. I mean, he was just this man. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, he was doing all of this stuff. I mean, he was just living the dream life. And so he was a bit of a uh, uh, an inspiration to me because I remember one day for our life group he said we're gonna do like a shark tank style life group so everybody just bring bring your ideas and we're gonna just pour into you and you know kind of give you our you know our, our this that and the other and at the time the business was just like it was just like a faraway thought. I was like, eh, you know, at the time I was thinking I wouldn't be able to do that until the kids left home. But I mean, by the time they got through with me in this whole Shark Tank style uh, life group thing, uh, I mean, I was like, man, maybe, maybe I could do it sooner. And so I would say he was pivotal um, in the sense that I was around him and his family. He was so down to earth. He was willing to share his knowledge. I mean, he didn't have a college education. He didn't have, you know, a lot. His, you know, there were no, there was nobody in his family that had ever had the type of success that he had. So I would say he was pivotal, him and his family yeah. um, and helping me to kind of see what that would look like. But other than that, honestly, it was just uh, getting out of here and getting educated. The, you know, it, I just, I, I literally... <laughs> I invested heavily in business coaches and reading and networking groups. And so it was a, it was a compilation of all of those things. Um, because yeah, I just had to kind of get to a place where <laughs> I just had a business mind and not an employee mind anymore. Mm-hmm. That's cool. What a cool idea to just get people together and be like, all right, bring your ideas. Let's bring, bring your ideas. Yeah. yeah. I love doing that too. For sure. Maybe we should do a pretty sure we can do better. Like brainstorm dump everybody get together (laughs) Uh, go for it go for it angie yeah so if if you um you know if i'm listening to this and i'm just like yes 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 and i have a little bit of an idea or you know a tug of of something i want to do what would you say would be the very first step that somebody should take or you know maybe the work that you do with people what's kind of the first thing that you have them have them do or think about or tips. Yeah. So one of the very first thing that I really have people do, because a lot of people, when they get excited, they're ready to jump into the tactics and the strategies and let's get going. But honestly, the very first thing you have to be aware of is that you, you're going to be probably your big, biggest obstacle. So you have really got to sit down and do the work of understanding, okay, who am I? 
Why do I want to do this? What do I really value? Um, you know, that th those are some of the steps that I actually have my clients sit down and take. We have to do the me work first mm -hmm. because, you know, you know, yeah, you're excited now, but at some point, you know, that's going to die down and you're going to have to have a really strong, um, a really strong reason behind why, you know, why, why you're doing. So you really want to sit down and reflect on, you know, what, what is it? You know, what do I feel like I'm created to do? What are my strengths and my passions? You know, what do I deeply value? At the end of the day, when this is all said and done, you know, what do I want to see? What is that going to look like? And then once you get that thing really settled um, and written down and you're looking at it every single day and like I said, doing what it takes. I mean, I'm saying if you need to visit a, a counselor or a therapist or, you know, join a, a community and a group and kind of work some of these things out. If you have money blocks, I mean, those are some things that I encountered, you know, all kinds oh, of yeah. traumas from childhood that were coming up and things like that, that were, you know, causing those fears to kind of surface during this time. You're going to have to work on yourself. There's just no getting around it. So that would be the first thing I would say. Make sure you're taking that time to not just get yourself set up from a financial perspective and things of that nature, but from the perspective of you really kind of um, understand where you have some self-awareness and understand, you know, why it is you're going into this and kind of what, what that's going to look like as you start. Mm -hmm. I love what you said because yeah, when you start a business, you learn so much about yourself. Yes, it's you like unreal. <laughs> I mean, you grow in so many ways and some days you're just like, Oh my gosh, like seriously, another thing, you know, another like, thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Oh wow. That I had that in me. You don't even realize some of this. Yeah. Stuff. I mean, in the money blocks that you were mentioning. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I just remember one thing that I encountered was just realizing that for me, like growing up or it was almost, it was almost that I had this idea of if you have a lot of money, then, then you're not a good person. Yeah. I think a lot of us got exposed to that, you know? Yeah. True. I mean, I had some of that too. Yeah. And I mean, I, I just like, you know, listening to other people, listening to entrepreneurs that I admire and seeing all of the good things that they're doing in the world with the money that they're making. And it's not like I'm trying to be a millionaire, you know, it's like, I just want to do a, yeah, I just want to follow my purpose and get by. Like, that's my goal right now. <laughs> um, hey, that's the first goal. You got to start. <laughs> but sure, like those money mindset things and all, yeah, getting, doing all that inner work and just working through that, it's going to take time. time. And so, yeah, I, but I get, so it's like probably reminding people like, okay, let's slow down. Like, you know, you always want the end result, but it's going to take yep. time to get there and you just yes. have to be patient. <laughs> you do. There's no skipping the process, you know? Unfortunately. <laughs> it is, but. That's so true. Is, yeah. Man. Well, yeah, that's great. That's, that's great advice. Is there anything else that you, you wanted to share? This has been awesome. I don't know. I feel like I could talk to you all day. But. Oh, wow. Thank you, Angie. I know it's just such a great conversation. You're such, you know, so natural. But no, honestly, I would just say, the, I think the biggest thing that I, I tell people is that if anything, maybe 2020 has taught us is that nothing is certain, you know, um, you know, economy was strong, people had jobs, things were going well, and then bam, I mean, yeah, stuff starts just, you know, dropping off, right? And so, you know, people, you're thinking, well, I need to wait to this time, or I need to wait to that time, or this is not lined, and this is not lined up. And the fact of the matter is, I've always told all my clients this, listen, you might not be ready, but sometimes life just happens to you, and, you know, then it's out of your hands. So it's just better to do the hard work 
um, and have some level of control over, you know, how you're moving out as, as opposed to just having it happen to you. And then, you know, you have no, you have no time, you have nothing, you just kind of got to, you know, figure it out and, and, and move forward. So I, I just say, you know, don't let uh, excuses and time and thing like that, don't, don't let those things hold you back. If this is a question that keeps coming to you, there's a reason for that. And so, mm -hmm. you know, you don't have to take, you know, major steps, but you do just start taking some ownership, you know, of your life and, and career and finding that purpose and, and doing something so that, you know, you can, you can say, well, at least I was in process. I mean, I got a little something, you know, in planning yeah. things ever happen again that, you know, you have no control over. Mm-hmm. Have you ever, have you ever had somebody where they're just like so miserable in a job where it's just like, they can't even think of anything else yep. to just like get past that to even yeah. start taking action to find, like, they're just like, I just need out of here. Like ASAP. Have you ever yeah. had anybody in that like crisis mode? Yeah. Almost? And like, what do you say to, to people in that? Because I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, there are some people who are just like, you know, maybe the, the culture of their job is just so bad that they like, feel almost abused or, yep. you know, like they're just so burnt out that they can't even focus on anything other than just like, get me out of here. Yeah, yeah, yes. And but so they just feel stuck. Yeah. And, and, and I run into people like that all the time, Angie, I will say, this is the thing though, because of the type of work that we do, I found that they're typically not ready for, you know, what I'm offering when they're in that, that mindset, because they're so ready to go. But at the same time, they haven't really addressed, you know, the, the fears and the other things that are going on with them. So it's like they're driven to get out, but they're not really ready to do the hard work that it takes to now, you know, build up and figure out what that strength is. So what they tend to do is go from one job and then they get into the next job and then they go into that cycle gets over again. So what I would typically tell people is like, listen, if you're in that crisis mode, if, if you do need to move, then absolutely mental health from a mental health perspective, you got to get out so that you can think because when you're in pain, you can't think properly. But as soon as you get that next, that next position that gives you that relief, you need to immediately sign up, you know, to, to start getting the help. And, you know, don't wait until it gets so bad that again, you just can't think straight. That's not the way to do it. So if you need to move, move, but as soon as you move, start doing the work right away um, to figure out, okay, I need to, whatever that looks like. If you need, you know, mm -hmm. counselor, therapy, coach, get it and start making, taking control and start making that move so that you can move at your pace and move out of that next position into something you really do want. Yeah, that's perfect. Awesome. Nice, nice. <laughs> well, where can we find you to get involved or follow you or any resources you have? Absolutely, absolutely. Where well, I am, uh, I am on uh, LinkedIn. I would say it's probably my primary hangout, but LinkedIn, Instagram, um, you know, also on Facebook. And yes, I, I have actually even a Facebook group where I'm constantly, um, you know, talking about these types of things: career, purpose, abundant mindset. You know, I'm always dropping uh, resources. I'm I, like I said, I host a monthly webinar where I will bring people in, um, you know, to talk about specific areas that you know are hot topics that are going on right now. Mm -hmm. as a matter so I have even something coming up um, next week where I have an, a tech executive. Sorry about that. <laughs> You're good. A tech executive coming in uh, to talk about, you know, how to figure out company culture and how to do career pivots and things like that. So I'm always trying to add value. And then, like I said, so you can get a hold of me on any of those those platforms. And yeah, I'd love to continue the conversation. <laughs> I just asked to join your group last night. 
Oh, well, awesome. I will make sure you can get there. <laughs> I don't think I looked at it this morning. So. <laughs> Fantastic. Awesome. Well, yeah, well, we'll put all the links in the show notes so people can just kind of click and find you. But, um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on. This has been amazing. My pleasure. Thank you for having me, Angie. Thank you so much for joining me in this episode. If anything in the show is resonating with you, please share and leave a rating and review so other people can find the show. You can find any links mentioned in the show notes at accountabilitybuddyforhire.com in the podcast section. And I would absolutely love to connect with you personally. Reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook at Accountability for Hire and let me know what questions or thoughts you have about creating your life of freedom and flexibility. And please join our Facebook group. Just search the Pretty Sure We Can Do Better podcast. I want us to create a community to share resources and support each other on our journeys. Thanks for being you and wanting more for your life. And I'll see you next week.